Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real World Productivity Podcast. I'm Adam Moody, and today I'm talking with Kyle Gray about his background, his great book, Story Engine, and the use of storytelling and automation, as well as team building to increase your productivity and get real results for you and your business. So with that, let's get going. Welcome, Kyle. Thanks so much for having me, Adam. Yeah, definitely. We're just going to jump right in today. Uh, my first question is really about you and your background and experience, um, so people can get a little bit better idea of who you are if somehow they've been living under a rock and don't know who you are. But could uh, you tell us a little bit about yourself just in terms of background, uh, education, experience, anything uh, like that you feel like sharing? Yeah, thank you. Um, and I'm I'm honored. Uh, yeah, I'm honored that uh, you mentioned you you had uh, heard about me or been following me for a while. And I appreciate that. Um, so my background, um, I got my start. Actually, we were just before we started recording the call, working for a startup. And uh, I was living in Chiang Mai, Thailand, the founder, and my boss and mentor was living in um, Brisbane, Australia, uh, or near the Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of the rest of the company was actually scattered around the world. We had a couple of dozen WordPress developers in the Philippines and Central America and Eastern Europe, and uh, always had a team active. Um, so uh, that's how I got my start kind of working on this remote team. And my job was actually to watch what was happening in the business and create strategies for people to connect with. How do I share our, our story about our business? How do I collaborate and create great content with other startup founders in the industry? How do I attract attention to our brand? And a lot of that came from writing good content. And at first, it was really, really difficult. My educational background um, is in international affairs. I got a master's degree in international affairs from the University of Utah, um, but didn't have much experience in business or um, I had some experience in kind of content writing. I had created several of my own blogs in the past, but um, what I was doing before and writing uh, academic papers is one thing, but then being graded by an audience of thousands of people on Twitter, on Facebook, <laughs> you know, and in uh, email open rates and things like that, a totally different story. And so uh, at first it was really challenging and uh, I didn't have quite the mindset, um, especially in the beginning, I, I kind of had an employee mindset versus an entrepreneurial one where I really wanted to write all the articles myself, create all the content. It was such a pain working with other writers. And so um, I was better than them and I could write stuff faster. But in the end, uh, I just wasn't able to keep up with the the goals and the amount of content we wanted to create. And so slowly I had to uh, make my way over to... Um, building teams and and making things more scalable at that <clears throat> so I could hit our goals for achieving the amount of content we needed created and do uh, all of uh, lots of other things that are required to keep the content promoted and fresh and growing. Um, and that was, uh, I was working probably for a year with that startup. Mm-hmm. And since then, um, it's kind of been an adventure. I, I got a base skill 
from this apprenticeship. I actually was just recording um, kind of a podcast reflecting on being an apprentice for a while and and changing your mindset from just kind of being an employee and doing what you need to do to actually like trying to problem solve, trying to improve systems, always actually trying to delegate yourself out of a job so that you can move on and be learning new things and and, uh, taking on new challenges. Yeah, that's a really good point. Just as a quick side note, it's funny, I had this conversation uh, with my assistant and I was trying to get her in that mindset of creating these processes and starting to think, hey, you know, what if you hired yourself an assistant or I hire you one for you? And, you know, she expressed concern that, well, what if I, what if I work myself out of a job? I, was, I started laughing and, you know, she thought she was wondering like, what's going on? I was like, if you are able to do that, you're going to be the most valuable person that works for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's so powerful. It's not something that I think most people naturally, uh, try to work for, or even, uh, like your assistant mentioned can really comprehend. And yeah, sometimes you've got to you've got to, as the entrepreneur, drive that yourself or sometimes, you know, somebody who uh, you bring in as an assistant versus an apprentice, um, they may have different degrees of expectations on on how entrepreneurial you'd want them to be. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I think it's a it's a crucial element to uh, to bringing on bringing on good people and being able to succeed in business. But I think uh, one thing that's exciting is I feel like the world we live in, the landscape of making things online, um, everybody's getting lessons in in those exact skill sets and creating things and understanding quality and building stuff. So um, I think there's an exciting future where, where there's going to be plenty of people around um, who are very talented and can help uh, help each other grow. Definitely. Uh, you, just for background for people, what what was the timeline for this when you were uh, in Thailand? So this was probably um, <clears throat> it started in November 2014. Okay, I had just finished school in May of 2014 and was teaching a little bit of entrepreneurship at the University of Utah um, before I uh, got this job. Had taken off for yeah Asia and did a little bit of traveling and then met. Down at a conference in November 2014, and I stayed on with WP Curve until about um, maybe the end of 2015. And shortly thereafter, they ended up uh, being acquired by GoDaddy. Okay, uh, which was a pretty cool win. Yeah, wow. All right, uh, so that sets the stage as far as time and then leading up to now. And you also talked about once you hopped on with them that you were uh, starting to kind of build the team that you realized you basically hit your wall and said, I can't do this all on my own. Um, had you done anything like that before that point or was this kind of a trial by fire in terms of team building? Definitely a trial by fire. Um, I have, uh, I did some minor things to manage people. Um, one of my, one of my really weird kind of very early starts in entrepreneurship was actually looking around for, uh, or building niche websites. So I'd look up keywords like plaid pants or gluten-free crackers, or I had these weird websites. Um, oh, I love this 100%. This is exactly how I got started. So, Yeah, yeah. And so I would find the keyword, build a website around it, and they would be kind of these pretty basic, crappy WordPress themes. And then I'd go on to places like Fiverr and uh, a couple of other 
outsourcing sites and then I'd hire people. I'd have very specific templates of saying like, I want you to write 500 words. I need you to say this word this many times. Very, very low quality SEO um, content, which, uh, you know, back in those days, maybe could fly. But it really wasn't like uh, I maybe had invested $500 in that. And uh, over the course of like six or seven months, um, gaining interest in that, I probably had made, you know, every time somebody clicks on an ad on your plaid pants website, you make like a nickel or yeah, uh, something like that. So um, yeah, it's not really. Yeah, the ROI isn't huge unless you know what you're doing in those. Unless you can, yeah, if, if you can do it at scale and, and um, that's really where it seemed to be interesting is if you could create like 10 or 20 of those. But uh, but really, yeah, not 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 what I thought my core skill set was, which um, is always really evolving. Uh, it's really interesting. Um, it's sometimes hard to find a really good groove on a product or a service that you're all about. I keep like expanding horizons and seeing new things and getting excited. Um, and perhaps that's a good thing, especially in uh, in context of plaid pants and moving on from from uh, tiny little SEO niche websites. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to, uh, so there was one more thing I wanted to touch on, and then I'm definitely going to circle back to the team building because I think that's a really big point and something you've got a lot of experience with. Uh, but obviously, you wrote the Story Engine. It's a great book. I recommend to anybody listening who's uh, doing anything with content or even thinking about it or has a team that's doing it, you know, go get it, read it. Uh, but I, I have known your, uh, I think, did you just put out, or I may be a little behind the times, but a book called The College Entrepreneur? So that actually came out before the story engine. That is my first. Oh, man, book. I really mixed that. <laughs> yeah, I, that's funny. I just saw it and thought, oh, wow, it's something new. I've got to check this out sometime. No, there, there is a, I'm actually in the editing phases of my, of my third book. So Mm -hmm. I'm just on the cusp of bringing out a new one, but the college entrepreneur and uh, funny um, that uh, this all all involves all these uh, interesting locations. (laughs) I actually wrote this when I was living in Medellin, Colombia. Okay. Awesome. Um, I had spent three months down there. This was actually right after I had left um, WP curve. And at the time, um, <clears throat> I saw I was seeing a lot of discourse, um, kind of in the entrepreneurial ring of like, is college worth it? And kind of the consensus wasn't wasn't very positive. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I had recently just left kind of the university space and worked in many different areas in there, and. Uh, they they kind of still you know felt pretty um, steady as she goes, and so I didn't really agree with either of these things. I thought there was kind of a middle ground where um, I believed like there's there's <clears throat> there's more to uh, succeeding in university than being in a classroom. You can use your university's money, t- uh, resources, reputation to actually build a business and create something interesting and uh, and maybe even profitable while you're in school so that you graduate with much more than a degree. Even if it's like a photo blog, I think that that's, that's fine. Or a blog about, you know, if you're in neuroscience and you're just kind of talking about what you're learning in classes or uh, following other people and making comments and things like that to actually having full-fledged, uh, very profitable businesses and leveraging different uh, 
scholarships and resources and programs and competitions. And so it was just kind of a perspective shift in in what makes a, makes for a good good college experience and what you should focus on and what you see as important because it's not just about checking the boxes and uh, and getting the the piece of paper. Um, it's really about the relationships and the the skill sets and connections you leave with. Definitely. I think that, yeah, you've really hit on that and that it's really that kind of intermingling, like learning those skill sets outside the classroom um, is important. And But then you said, you know, using the resources, which I think is a good thing because this conversation does come up quite a bit. And like you said, people, uh, I think, it, I feel it swung back a little bit, but people were definitely pretty... I, against at least you would see people online commenting with quite a bit about you know school is a waste of time you should just hustle and build a business and and I, I was always interested because I also went the college route and you know from my experience I was like well that didn't necessarily make me better or more prepared to build a business but it definitely I definitely got things out of that that I wouldn't just throw away and I think as a lot of things there's probably the right answer somewhere in the middle um, probably like you're saying yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Huh. Yeah. And again, it's just, oh, oh no, no. That was, I was just kind of thinking about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the college entrepreneur, that was really uh, mostly a passion mm -hmm. uh, book. It was like this idea that I had and I really felt the need to share that. Um, but it was also a good lesson in learning that. It, I think it was well positioned. It's been really well reviewed on Amazon, um, but it's in like, it's really in a category that uh, doesn't get a lot of traffic and uh, um, there's not there's not a lot I can do to um, really promote or sell the book like the only thing that the book creates is its own royalties right now and so um, it's like difficult to try and try and move a lot of those books mm -hmm. but for the story engine um, one of the nicest things about this and um, it doesn't quite go into team building but I think it's worth noting um, is that it was used, it, it had a much broader use and was much more powerful um, from what you had mentioned, uh, I think before we got on this call, using a lot of the templates is through um, people reading the book, I was able to collect and build an email list. And over the course of um, nearly two years that the book has been out, um, I've been able to create an email list of around 5,000 people which now are listening to my mm. podcast or following the articles that I'm publishing or, uh, yeah, um, hearing about uh, the different things that I'm up to. And so it's, it's created more of a sustainable following, uh, which has enabled me to keep the price low for the book because I know like, that I'm going to get more, more value on the back end and I just want to uh, see the email list grow. Definitely. Um, so it's been it's been really interesting seeing um, how each of those books have unfolded for me, and uh, yeah, what what uh, benefits they've driven. Yeah, it's interesting too because I think there's a lot of value in this, and I haven't personally done this, but now from running a business or two, I can look back and see that there's such a high value in this because that list is built up of people. Uh, that you provided value through, but who also saw that value and then bought the book and then probably other people referring people. So you're getting really warm referrals, uh, which is so much better than just say, you know, uh, cold traffic or just paying directly for ads. I have nothing against paid ads. It's a great avenue. Uh, but then developing this sort of resource can take a long time, but the payoff can be, I think, enormous, both in terms of kind of goodwill and value as well as monetary. 
that's definitely my long-term strategy. Um, I want to continue building value, continue creating this audience and connecting with people, not just through the book, but in lots of different avenues. Um, and so one day I do believe that just having, you know, a large enough list is something that can support, um, can support an individual or a business. And definitely I'm, I think I'm a ways away from that, but, um, that's why I'm building my podcast. And that's why that's kind of the heart of the story engine is just this nice, slow burn, um, slow growth, but steady and predictable and powerful in the long run. Nice. Well, let's, uh, let's circle back a little bit because we talked a little bit about team building and how you kind of got, uh, 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 you know, thrown in the fire there in terms of figuring it out. But I'm curious uh, how you started doing that. And then in term, just in terms of, you know, did you have a process to follow? Did you kind of come up with it? And then I guess, where are you at now? Uh, we can kind of break this down, I guess, just where did you start at? Did you have any help? What? How did you do it? Yeah. So you, I would think about the different tasks I was doing and think about, um, at the time, working at WP Curve, uh, the main things I was doing was bringing more writers on. And so I started to think about what do these writers need to see to reduce the amount of feedback I need to give them. And so uh, we had a somewhat developed content strategy document and um, but it wasn't quite clear or coherent yet. And so I kind of redeveloped that and put it together in a way that somebody could read and get a good idea of like, okay, who is this? Who, what's our story? What do we have to say? And how do we say that? And, and what does some of our best stuff look like? And then also, uh, a style guide, which was, um, a really, uh, this was a really, really powerful one working with, dozens of writers and every time a writer you know did something that i needed to give them feedback on um i would just write that in inside the style guide and i wrote the style guide in a way that would kind of be like if you're doing your first draft or your original research the information at the top will help you with that as you're continuing with your drafting then it gets a little bit the, the, as you scroll down and then finally what you need to do when you're publishing so it was kind of intuitive and easier for the writers and that was some of the really big leaps forward in uh in how uh, I was starting to bring on <clears throat> going from, I guess, just myself yeah. to having uh, maybe 10 different writers on the team at one time. Were you using uh, like one-off writers or did you start off like, hey, I want you to write an article and then if it was good enough, you'd uh, do some sort of continuing arrangement or how did that work? It was all kinds. So there were um, some writers that I would continuously pitch um, some there were some writers that I would just have like here's a list of articles that you can mm. pick from that we've kind of researched or you can pitch an article to me. There were guest writers who um, would just come and write one article for us for free. And then there were other one off writers that we would pay for individual articles. Gotcha. OK. And where did you go to uh, find these people? Um, some of them. I was uh, just asking other writers for referrals. Um, later on in in uh, in this, after WP Curve, when I've done this for clients, I've gone to 
Upwork and kind of pasted a lot of the parameters of who I was looking for, looking for people who have interests in the areas that I am uh, writing on and um, just kind of put together like simple requirements, ability to follow instructions and testing for things like that on Upwork um, have been, have led to really good writers, really good talent. And uh, recently I've, I've been connected with another person who um, has a, a team of writers that I've used to white label um, as far as my own uh, writing team and kind of content writing goes. But I also these days employ a lot of different um, copywriters who are writing more um, sales copy, landing mm-hmm. page, sales funnel design. And um, one of the things that I think is really important these days and really exciting and really good for anybody uh, running a small business is I love, um, <clears throat> I, I have an assistant myself and it's changed things. Um, drastically for my business, but I really love being able to hire um, very good talent to do a really specific job and just apply their time and their energy to that perfect fit job and then let them, you know, continue to continue on on doing whatever it is they're doing. So you can just bring somebody on who's really talented um, to help you out and to help you uh, increase the value you can deliver for your clients. Um, so have them work their magic and then, um, yeah, w- keep them on the list to contact for the next, next project. Definitely. And if you can have just a good Rolodex of talent like that, that can jump in and jump out of a project, then you can, um, again, add a lot of scale to what you're doing, help a lot more people and, uh, have a lot more time to do fun things like making (laughs) podcasts. Definitely. Well, then I'm curious because you've worked with enough people. uh, Like you said, you have an assistant. Do you have someone who you consider kind of a project manager, maybe more of the role like you used to do, or or do you still find yourself doing a lot of that? I still find myself doing a lot of project management. Um, Mm -hmm. I've kind of gone from uh, moving away from as much implementation in my services to kind of half implementation, half coaching. Um, but I'm still kind of managing the flow of how things work. And, and then simply, uh, um, I think one of my, one of my skills that I've developed, you know, through the story engine process is not necessarily, I think I'm a good writer, but I think I'm, I'm a very good communicator with writers. And so, um, yeah, being able to, uh, explain what's needed crisply and succinctly to them so that they can do their best job. Um, I think it's been a really beneficial skill. Definitely. Um, what, going back to writing specifically, um, I was thinking about this one, really wanted your input because I talked to a lot of people and some people either dislike or they f- their strong point is not uh, writing, especially maybe communication uh, they're working on, but writing is never going to be their thing. Uh, do you have any recommendations for what people should do as far as, hey, I either need to or I have to create some sort of written content, but that's my not my strong point. What's my next step? So what I would do is start with a piece of content that you feel really comfortable creating. And if it's not writing, um, the two other big obvious ones are audio content or video content. And either of these are very, very um, easy to repurpose. So once you create a good video or, or um, if you want, just uh, uh, record you know, a podcast yourself, write out some bullet points and then talk about an idea 
or um, interview somebody that has some interesting ideas and then take that recording and get it transcribed. And then you can hand it off to a writer to say, turn this into uh, something that looks like an article. It, uh, it sometimes takes a couple of, of tries back and forth. And uh, even if you're one of the challenges still, if you're not a great writer, is still being able to communicate what you want from them and how it should look. And so um, using things like uh, a good style guide are going to be really helpful in that process. Um, but, uh, but yeah, having somebody, and usually I would say, um, if you record some, you know, a 15 minute podcast, that's going to be around 1,500 words. Mm -hmm. And so you would probably, the best way to turn that into good written content would maybe be cut that down to about half of, you know, whatever you start with. And uh, it should be pretty crisp written content. And so Definitely. you can take what you've created in a more comfortable medium and, and build it into writing. I've been doing a lot of that with my podcast um, just because I haven't been able to keep up with the article writing on my site between um, clients and uh, finishing up this next book. Gotcha. And it makes sense too. Uh, on your uh, podcast, at least, I think you mentioned a really good point, or rather you mentioned a good point just now about your podcast. Um, that I liked is people get used to it being um, either a conversation in terms of you're just listening to the people who more than one that are talking. But I see, you know, with yours, you do both. You'll have guests on, but you'll also record these uh, generally shorter episodes where you're covering a, a topic and just hitting a few points and going forward and doing that. I think people have kind of gotten away from that. I feel like that was kind of something people did more in the beginning of podcasting and that hasn't really happened. So I'm definitely looking forward to putting that to use. And I think that's something people could do quite easily. And like you're saying, repurposing it is, is really easy. I think it's powerful. And I still, I do think um, though writing, um, writing is definitely a quickly changing field, but having good writing in the online, I think is still one of the best ways to signal um, to Google that you're good for search engine optimization. It creates opportunities for good links to be passed back and forth um, between you and, and people you're collaborating with. And um, yeah, I think it's just, it's a really, really ripe medium. And uh, I think it's, it's definitely still valuable to be creating great written content these days. Mm, definitely. Totally agree. So with your background, all the stuff you've done, you're writing books. Um, I believe you have, uh, you have your own agency, right? Conversion cake. Um, is that correct? That's true. Um, I haven't been, I, it's just called conversion cake these days, which was, was, uh, kind of the name I registered when I was originally doing conversion rate optimization. Mm -hmm. But, uh, um, really, I've built most of the brand now around the Story Engine. Mm -hmm. It's the Story Engine podcast, Story Engine website. Um, so that's that's kind of the more uh, forward-facing brand where the only time you'll see the Conversion Cake logo anymore is probably if uh, you get an invoice from me. <laughs> gotcha. So having all these projects, you've come a long ways. You've got a lot uh, still going on and things you've already accomplished. Looking back, what would you tell people who maybe already, you know, they've started a team, they've got something going, um, you know, they already have a business, they're seeing some success, but, you know, looking ahead, what would you tell that person or what would you tell Kyle, you know, like three or four years ago? I think, um, you know, one of the one of the challenges I've had um, is 
is taking on a lot of different projects. I get excited. I get easily excited about things. Um, you know, I can get emotional and just like start off on a project. Like, um, most of the books I wrote, uh, was either in like some, some low point had just happened and I'm like, I need to do something. And so I start writing a book. Um, uh, but, uh, I've taken on a lot of different things and, and a lot of uh, different projects, but I think what, uh, what I w- the advice I'd give myself now and in the past is find what you're really good at, find what you're brilliant at, find what is driving revenue for your business and focus there and then find ways to be able to delegate what you're doing. Um, you can start really easily by just like writing down the tasks you're doing every day and, and keeping a close record of what's happening a lot. And um, you'll start to notice where where these things are that are taking up a lot of your time. And you should be focusing more on where you're brilliant, not what uh, takes a lot of time and, and starting to hand those off. An assistant can absolutely change your business or um, making that first, second, or third hire um, for somebody who can fit into just the position you need in your in your business to make you move forward and giving them a little bit of of good documentation good instructions good checklists for how they can how they can do their job how you like it or another really good thing these days is like screencast-o-matic um, mm-hmm. is just a, a place that you can record a quick video for all kinds of different uh tasks you know especially for screen things just record you this is how i send an email this is how i set up an appointment in calendly and just collecting little you know dozens of little five minute videos like that you don't even have to be a great writer as long as you can record and talk over a recording um and uh yeah you can really uh bring in a lot of talent that will handle things for you Definitely. I think those are uh, hugely important. And I think that uh, a lot of times we lose sight that that stuff is kind of iterative that over time, you know, you record that one video and have your assistant or somebody set up like a calendar, like you said, that may take five minutes. But if you do that once a week, and you're knocking these things out regularly, that really starts to snowball pretty quickly. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, we're running a little short on time, but I got a couple more uh, questions for you. And I'm curious about this and, and people really are interested in what other people use. So if you don't mind, what tools and apps uh, do you find yourself using the most to stay organized or productive? Trello is a big one. I've always been a big fan of Trello. Mm-hmm. Um, it's helped me with uh, working projects for clients. Um, it's helped me. It's been my main tool for kind of organizing and writing my books, actually. Um, it's been very, very useful for that. Um, let's see what else I use bomb bomb, um, which is an email, uh, software. It actually creates little videos that you can send in your emails. Oh, cool. And that's been one of the most incredible outreach, uh, softwares. So I'll use that to reach out to clients. Hey, it was great seeing you at the conference. Um, or reach out to potential podcast hosts that I would like to be on their show or people, uh, owners of events, and I want to be on their stages. Um, It makes a really great first impression. That's great. Yeah, big fan of video emails. We use that for client prospecting, and yeah, you get enormously better uh, response rates. So two thumbs up on that one. Uh, Last question for you, Kyle. Uh, 
I guess we'll have to exclude your, we don't have to, but I'm going to exclude your own books. But uh, besides the books you've written, uh, which book do you recommend the most to people? This one is kind of a hidden gem that I really, really love. It's only available on Kindle, I believe. Um, It's called Progression by Sebastian Marshall. And I think it's really well written. Sebastian tells these really interesting stories. It reminds me of... uh, of a kind of Robert Greene or Ryan Holiday where he talks about um, maybe a historical figure or a person and then teaches um, really good ways to solve problems and make decisions and manage yourself and organize yourself. And people uh, in your audience who love productivity, who are very, who can um, manage their details and track things really well, I think will be really, really well served by this book. It takes me like so long to read through it because I just read a page and there's so much good ideas that I chew on. And then, um, yeah, so I go through it really, really slow. Um, but I think it's, it's really one of my favorites. It's a lot of fun. Outstanding. Uh, good one. I haven't come across that. I will definitely read it. I just, uh, a couple weeks ago for the first time, listened to a podcast that Sebastian was, uh, featured in. And uh, yeah, he had some really good stuff uh, around outreach, around all sorts of stuff. So appreciate the uh, advice and everyone else should probably check that out as well. Yeah, thank you so much, Adam. Yeah, definitely. And Kyle, uh, again, I appreciate you taking the time. It's awesome to talk to you. I know everyone's going to get a, a ton of good stuff out of this uh, this talk. But uh, if people want to find out more about you, where, where should they be heading and uh, what can they do? Yeah, you can check me out at thestoryengine.co, not .com, .co. And there I have lots of great written articles on storytelling, on crafting processes that share how you add value to your clients and how you can reach out and research and build relationships with content marketing. Lots of good stuff on there. Um, You can learn more about my book. You can check out my podcast or you can uh, get in touch with me there. Um, So, yeah, I'd love to... uh, hear from anyone on big takeaways from the show or uh, if there's any any follow-up questions from that awesome definitely all right well that'll do it for today thanks again kyle and thanks everybody for listening thanks for having me adam and thanks to you for listening to this podcast episode today it can be really beneficial to hear about how others approach productivity organization and optimizing their business and life And if you're interested in taking your productivity and efficiency up a few notches, head to www.productivity.academy slash start. There, you'll find my Productivity Academy guidebook, which I recommend for all listeners who want to improve their lives and know that there are better ways to getting where they want to go. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.